I had my team. I had another naturopathic doctor. I had a nurse and I had a hypnotherapist. I put on ceremonial attire like I would wear to a medicine ceremony, laid out white furs in my living room, hung an IV bag from my 1940s chandelier in Hollywood under the Hollywood sign, lit the candles, set up an altar, the medicines on the altar, and essentially just prayed. So first I just cleared them and asked for any residues to be removed of any negativity or anything that wasn't serving my highest. Then I infused them with my intention. My first one was heal my skin. My second one was help me, you know, if this does help, help me understand how this works. Help me understand how I can help people with this if that's what I'm meant to do. Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip on this is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip on This. I can't believe we're at the end of 2021. This year has just flown by where in 2020, it was the longest year of all time. I just, I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this, but it feels like time is speeding up, like literally speeding up. Okay. Maybe not literally speeding up, but is anybody else feeling that too? Anyway, it's close to the holiday season and I'm so grateful for honestly, all the lights and the things and just, yeah, the reminder of good times, right? It's been a, it's been a tough couple of years for us. And I think these holiday seasons are just going to be so important for all of us to connect, connect with each other. And I don't know, connect within. I had so much fun speaking with my next guest, Dr. Catherine Zagoni. We had so many laughs throughout this episode. And it's not only fun, at times, like just straight up like fun, lots of good laughs, but so informative. Dr. Catherine Zagoni is a naturopathic doctor and is the medical director for Gentera. Gentera is a precision medicine provider that is focused on replacing, engineering, or changing the function of human cells, tissues, or organs with the goal of restoring or establishing normal function. Now, we get into more about what precision medicine is on this episode, and we get into the topic of psychedelic biohacking, and just biohacking in general. I personally didn't know a whole lot about the whole biohacking because I haven't actually done it myself, but listening to Dr. Z, I'm like, wow, it's just incredible what, what we've done with science and how far we've come to really kind of optimizing the body. But what I love about Dr. Z's approach is that she's not just about the body. She's very much a holistic doctor and works on the mind, body, and spirit. And that's, of course, where the psychedelics come in. It is fascinating to hear about her own personal healing journey with these healing modalities and other stories with other patients of hers. It's a fascinating episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Few announcements before we get into it, though. Trip on this clothing line is just about here, folks. I was trying to get it done by December 1st, but hey, we're going to look at hopefully mid-December as the time to release it. For those of you watching, I'm actually wearing my trip on this hoodie right now. So I'm trying to take my mic with me. Uh, and I will have crop tops. There's going to be women's muscle tanks. There's men's tees, hoodies for men and women. 
It's going to be all one design to start. It's going to be a limited run in the beginning. Everything is, uh, what is it called? Screen printed, like hand screen printed. So this big, colorful design was all done by hand. It has been a true labor of love, but I love it. And I hope that you guys do too. There will be more information about that definitely on my socials. So if you're not following my, my socials, I'll put all the links to them below in the copy. So definitely check that out for more releases. And if you don't have social media, head over to my website and subscribe. And I will send out emails also about the clothing launch, where you go to shop, all that good stuff. And of course, if you are enjoying this episode and you want to help support me, if you are on iTunes specifically, please pause this, head over and rate and comment on this podcast. If you feel so inclined to do this, definitely take a screenshot and either message it to me or email it to me. And I will personally send you back a gift as my thank you. And of course, for everyone else, share it out, like it, subscribe, do all the things. It is so helpful for me to grow this podcast. And with that, please enjoy this next episode with Dr. Catherine Zagoni. Dr. Catherine Zagoni, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule and joining us here. Welcome to Trip on This. Thank you so much, Kat. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. You know, I've had a chance to already see you speak, and I am so excited to really get into this world of psychedelic biohacking and hearing about precision medicine, your own healing journey with some of these techniques and healing modal- modalities. Let's start first with what is precision medicine? Absolutely. Precision medicine is really all about bioindividuality. So when a patient comes in, I'm doing a very thorough history, very thorough intake. I want to know all the different little subjective things about what's happening in their body, in their world, in their experience right now, as well as everything that's happened in their past and how they got here. And then we do all, we get all sorts of data. So advanced diagnostic testing. So we can look at different micronutrient levels. So like vitamins and minerals, we can look at toxin levels. We can look at all sorts of things that contribute to that experience of your health in this moment. And then with all of that data together, and then also knowing what your goals are, we choose a very specific individualized plan that we know will support your body based on all the data. Wow. Um, and who yeah. comes in for that kind of like, what is, when somebody's coming into you, what are some of the things they're typically uh, seeking to fix, heal, turn around in their life? Yeah, I, I have a a variety of patients. So everybody from like the biohacker who wants to run all the tests and really wants just optimal everything, optimal brain function, optimal uh, performance in the boardroom, in the bedroom, in the gym, all the way down to people who don't even know what precision medicine is, but I've helped somebody they know. So they're like, this is, this is what I need. And so I see right. hot flashes and infertility and um, depression and anxiety and fatigue. Fatigue is probably like the biggest thing that people come in complaining of. And then oftentimes we find other things that go with that. So I see, I see quite a variety of patients and, um, definitely in most of my patients though, do have some idea that we're doing this personalized, individualized, like performance medicine in some way. Mm -hmm. And just even like on on something like fatigue, what is, what is typically the thing why we are so fatigued? Is it, is it just, we're not getting enough iron in the blood is, or is it typically like you kind of mentioned a variety of things that are adding on to the fatigue that perhaps most of us aren't aware of? 
it, there's over 200 different reasons why somebody could be fatigued. Wow. So it could be a nutrient deficiency, but it could be iron. It could be B12. It could be magnesium. It could be B5. Um, it could, you know, it could be a toxin exposure. So maybe there's mold in your house. So you're constantly being exposed. You've got the fatigue with the brain fog and some inflammation going on. It could be, you're literally just not getting enough sleep or you're getting enough hours, but you're not getting good enough sleep. Hmm. Um, it could be, you've been so stressed for so long that your adrenal glands can't pump out any more cortisol to handle the stress. So that's like an adrenal fatigue picture or adrenal insufficiency, um, could be changes in sex hormones. So when when my perimenopausal women come in, oftentimes there's a combination of they don't have enough of the sex hormones to kind of have the oomph that they used to have, but then that also messes with sleep. So we have to support kind of both aspects. So literally there's hundreds of reasons. Um, and so my job is to take that the conversation that we have and figure out what testing would help us get the best um, idea of what exactly you need. Cause huh. I can give everybody a B12 shot. I could give everybody a B complex. I could give everybody NAD to help, you know, cellular energy on that level. Um, and most people will feel a little bit better when we find that right combination of things and we actually treat the cause. That's when we get really good results. That's when wow. people feel better. Oh, that sounds like the kind of medicine, obviously we all need. And the hope is there's a, there's a path to scalability on something like that. I'm going to jump around a little bit on my questions just while we're here on precision medicine, because it's something that I hadn't heard about until, until honestly watching you speak about it. And of course, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the psychedelic biohacking and just biohacking in general, right? Peptides and NADs and all of that sort. But how available is this type of medicine now? And is there a world in which you can see it becoming more available for others? Will insurance ever cover something like this, for instance? I wish I had a magic ball yeah. um, or a crystal ball. <laughs> magic is good too. Yeah, magic's good. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> magic ball, crystal ball, magic eight ball. Um, and I think we're definitely moving that way as a collective I think that people are calling for it. You know, we're seeing more health coaches. So, which is a great uh, first step while they may or may not have all the diagnostic tools that I have, they can oftentimes help somebody get those foundations of health in place sure. and start to practice that awareness to know what works for their body and what doesn't and, and get some of those good foundations down. And there's all sorts of price points for, for working with something like a health coach. There's a lot of online programs available now. Will insurance ever cover it? I think we're seeing a slow move in that direction. Insurance really wasn't designed to support health. Right. So there's kind of this paradigm shift that needs to happen. Um, but I think with more, more things like HSAs and FSAs, where you can actually spend your money on the things for your health that, you know, make a difference. I, I think we are slowly seeing that shift. Mm -hmm. And as I, I think, as we take more individual responsibility for our health, we will see more and more of that. There are some states where they will cover a naturopathic doctor like myself mm -hmm. or functional medicine doctors. Um, so it, it, it's slowly happening. And I think it's starting with that kind of grassroots shift of this is what the people are calling for. Yeah, you know, as I as I think about this conversation around health and what I feel is such an important topic, you know, as we sit here in a pandemic, right? What I wish that I hear more is about all the things that you can also be doing to support your immune system, right? Things like that. Like, and look, I'm I'm all for Western medicine and and going for it from from that angle. Fantastic. And 
you know, I was a little when I see things like Krispy Kreme and McDonald's that are pushing for one thing, it it brings up in me some feelings of, well, that you shouldn't be having a crisp like right now sugar lowers your um, your immune system right we know this it makes your ph acidic and if your ph is acidic we know that that is where uh, sickness grows if you are in a if your ph is balanced and correct me if i'm wrong that's your 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 body is in a state to actually be able to fight off germs and bacteria and viruses and so Yes, I think it comes around a, a level of education, right? And and ownership, like you were saying, and responsibility and saying like, look, what I choose to put in my body, what I'm prioritizing is really important. And, you know, it's sometimes confronting because I remember going out and having drinks and I'd be in uh, $100, $150 in a night, just getting like cocktails at a nice place. And if I really wanted to have the honest conversation. And if I'm saying, well, I can't afford to go to a chiropractor or an acupuncturist right now or seeing a naturopath like yourself, uh, it's, it's a little reframing for us, right? It's kind of going like, okay, well, where is it going? And how important is your health to you? And I think we all know the uh, health is wealth, right? And it's only in the times when you don't have your health that you realize that is the most important thing above all else. So I I hope that... um that we can, that the demand continues to rise for the type of work that you're doing. Thank you. Well, and I think what a perfect opportunity for us to see the contrast of the different medical systems and, and also an opportunity to take responsibility for our health Yeah, and, and to see what happens around us for those who do and those who don't like, it's all just information. There's not a right or a wrong or a good or a bad necessarily. Um, and like what, what, what you see around you and what you see people doing and how, how healthy they are, or whether they get sick or how sick they get, it's all data. It's all information to kind of take in and decide who you want to be and what you, yeah, responsibility. Yeah. But let's, let's jump into a little bit of, let's actually talk about the work you're doing. Then I want to hear your healing story because it is wonderful and really, really impactful. But let's talk about Psychedelic biohacking, but I think, why don't we just start with the biohacking side, right? NADs and peptides is something that you had talked about. I've heard about, I know a little bit about, but honestly could know more about. Can you first tell us a little bit about these two things and how they can help our cellular health growth? Absolutely. Um, So NAD or NAD plus is a molecule that our body makes naturally. It's the precursor or the molecule that comes before what's called ATP, which is pure energy in our cells. So NAD makes energy for every cell of the body. Um, When we don't have enough energy, everything stops working well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we need, we need energy. We need fuel to run every reaction in the body to live. What happens as we age is that that NAD level starts to decline. And what we've noticed is that when we take that NAD and we put it into the body, we, can essentially turn back the clock. So we notice thing, we notice subjective improvements. So better energy levels, better brain function. So memory, focus, cognition, we know that it can help build new neurons. So fantastic. Mm. 
Uh, we see better sleep. So it helps reset that circadian rhythm. We see better mood stability. We know it works with neurotransmitters. I've had patients who just with NAD alone, after doing a week of treatment, send me a text saying they feel like they're on ecstasy, uh, like the drug. Wow. <laughs> they're like, I didn't know I had this much natural energy, but good Lord, thank you so much. Is this what my cells are doing? <laughs> yeah. So we're working on a very cellular level with the NAD at a very it's a microscopic basic, but also global profound because it is in every single cell. And it's actually in what we call the mitochondria, which are like the, um, these powerhouses of, of the, of energy factories of the cell, you know, we can affect all the systems of the body. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's, there's another component with the NAD plus it's called a redox reaction. Um, and this ratio of this NAD plus to the, to this other molecule NADH, they basically pass a, a molecule back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, this ratio also signals downstream effects for other systems in the body, things like hormones, things like inflammatory markers, et cetera. So profound, profound effects from this one little molecule, yeah. the things I love it for the most are energy and brain function. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's one of those things. So it's one of those things people feel fairly quickly. And, and I would say 80% of my patients feel a positive result from it fairly quickly, meaning like within a week, if we're doing the right type, you know, the type of treatment. And what um, is the treatment? Like, is it, is it something you take orally? Is it some kind of a drip? What, what is the funk? How do you deliver it? I use, I will, the one, the way people feel it quickly is either through IV or subcutaneous. So little shots in the belly okay. with, with a little insulin syringe. And I'm using about the same dosage, just slightly different mechanisms. So with an NADIV, we might be doing 500 milligrams and it might take someone three or four hours to drip that in through the IV, or I might do 500 milligrams, five shots that they just do throughout that day that they can do at home once we show them how to do it. Got it. So I've, we've found some ways to make it very doable for people so that they can get the benefits without having to sit on an IV for three hours. And right. when you're on that IV for three hours, it, it is a little bit uncomfortable. There can be some flushing, some nausea, mm. um, you know, we're make, rapidly infusing this molecule into the body. So things shift a little bit, sure. it can be a little bit uncomfortable. It's short term and it stops when you stop the IV, but it can be, you know, a, a barrier to wanting to do the treatment. So the shots are easy, effective. They're kind of like my favorite thing. Got it. Um, got it. And it's good. It's a good option for people. Cause it's like, do you, are you, is it one needle for you and like three hours or is it five little needles for you across the course of the day? And what's, what's the thing that you need to get past most five, five pokes or <laughs> some <laughs> discomfort in the next three hours? <laughs> oh, totally. And there's other delivery methods as well. So there's like a transdermal that I have not utilized yet, but I've had a few colleagues and friends say they see good results with that. There's an oral supplement that I haven't had. I haven't had any patients report that they necessarily feel that subjective improvement mm. like they do with the, with the shots or the IV. Sure. Um, and we work with a compounding pharmacy that actually just made me an intranasal NAD that I li literally arrived this morning. Wow. Um, have you so tried it? I just tried some like a half an hour before we got on. Do you feel uh, jazzed? <laughs> I just get jazzed. I, I haven't used that word in my life. <laughs> I feel, I think here I'm, I'm like gaining new words just by you just holding up the, the thing. I was like, I'm jazzed already. <laughs> it's coming through the, the computer, but yeah, you could feel it. I, I will like, so I, I might just be excited to talk to you. and be on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe and, that too, but we could go with both. 
<laughs> I might have a natural elevation. So I'm, I have a whole bottle that, you know, I'm going to try for over a couple of days and try before I go into my ceremony this weekend mm-hmm. and kind of see what I notice before we hand it out. So. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. Okay. So fascinating about NADs and it sounds like everyone could benefit from those. And it's definitely something I've heard a lot about, but I not from, not from exactly why they were working. Let's talk a little bit about peptides now, and then we'll jump into, of course, now the psychedelic component to that. So first, let's start with peptides. So the word peptide just means like a tiny protein, a few amino acids put together. Mm -hmm. And this class of medicines called peptides now means um, some very specific substances. So again, there's still little proteins. In most cases, they're things our body makes naturally Mm -hmm. that we have been able to isolate, create in the lab, and then put back into the body, kind of like the NED. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they can be used for all sorts of different things. So um, there are some that are more cognitive focused that I like to stack with, you know, when we're working on that uh, brain performance piece, that would be something like N-acetyl-C-max, dihexa, cerebrolysin. Um, some of these are intranasal. Some of these are injectable. Some of these are oral. There's things for gut health, like BPC-157, things for tissue regeneration and anti-inflammatory. Like I've seen so many people get out of pain and out of stiffness very quickly with a combination of the BPC-157 with another one called thymosin beta-4. Um, and what's beautiful is these all have multiple actions. So like the BPC-157 originally was found for gut healing. It's actually made in gastric juice, but we also know it helps a little bit with brain function. It also helps with, um, you know, joint pain and, and musculoskeletal conditions okay. and inflammation. So it's nice. They're very, very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, most of these peptides, at least the ones I work with have like no lethal dose that they've ever been able to find, find basically they feed these things or inject these things into animals in most cases with the drugs, they inject them until they figure out what the lethal dose is until the, the animals mm. die. They have not been able to find a dose that kills anything wow. with these. So that tells me they're well, very, that's good. Very, <laughs> yeah. My heart. I'm like, okay, wonderful. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like the animals just get healthier. With yeah. The yeah. They're just like um, superhuman rats now. Yeah. And then we have <laughs> immune peptides. So that thymosin beta four, we also have a thymosin alpha one. Both of these come from our thymus gland, which is a gland from the end. It's part of our endocrine system. It sits over the heart actually. And um, our T cells, which is a huge component, a huge part of our immune system, get their name. They get the T from thymus. Mm. So, so we know that these molecules um, modulate those white blood cells and help kind of balance things out in the body. So we could say they have an antiviral or antimicrobial or immune stimulating. It's really more immune modulating. Um, And so I've used these uh, very successfully a lot with, with this pandemic that we've been dealing with. I can't legally say that I'm treating anything, but I've had a lot of patients who've done really well with their immune system with, with these sorts of things. So we've got immune peptides. We have peptides more in like the straight anti-aging realm that help us secrete more of our own growth hormone. Um, that would be something like CJC 1295 ipamorelin. Um, so again, we're not giving it, I'm not giving a patient growth hormone, although there's definitely a time and a place and there's plenty of docs who do that and plenty of patients who feel good on that. But with something like this, we're stimulating your body's own production of growth hormone. So it's hard to overdo it. Um, and, and we also can get a lot of those same benefits. And because it's your own secretion, oftentimes we see a broader range of benefits because it's not just one molecule that we're, we're feeding into the body. It's the brain is secreting all the different types of growth hormone sure. and, and whatnot. So um, 
so we're on that natural side of things, things that your body, you know, makes, we're supporting your own healing mechanisms, your own processes, and these things all then help turn back the clock. Oh, got it. And that kind of strikes me as why there probably isn't what sounds like a lethal dose is because it, you know, in the same way, if you just like a, a body's cap, and I don't know if this is exactly the science, but I always just think with like vitamin C, sometimes when I'm sick, I'll just take like a ton of vitamin C. I'm like, okay, what, what my body absorbs is probably not 3000 milligrams of vitamin C in, in one sitting, but I was just like, the rest just gets like passed through. Right. And is that kind of, basically, if it's the body that's, it's, it's the peptides, I'm going to say it back to you, what it sounds like is the peptides are encouraging your own body to create whatever the secretions are that you're going for. And is there just an, uh, a natural cap? Like, okay, the it's, it's done. Like you might give a ton of peptides, but it's like the body is only going to respond to like, this is max, right? Like this is the max amount. And then the rest just kind of passes through. I, I would say as far as the very specific details, I don't know if we really know. Okay. Um, Cause this is a, a fairly new field. Sure. Um, but as far as what I've seen is that if in most cases, if we, and it, it's a little bit different for the different peptides, but if we give too much, oftentimes we just see that the effect just doesn't go any right. higher. Right. Right. We right. Just see a blunting of the effect, which is, which is, which is great. Can I share a fun vitamin? Yeah. C oh my God, please. <laughs> So the body actually upregulates vitamin C receptors in the gut when we're sick. So when we're like in our normal state, maybe our body can handle like 2000 milligrams of vitamin C without having diarrhea. Uh -huh. But when we're sick, we may be able, some people can handle 10 grams of vitamin C. So like 10,000 milligrams. Uh -huh. Um, without having diarrhea. So I am that person. Body, I'll have like a ridiculous amount when I'm sick and I'm always fine. Like my body yeah. was just like, it's cool. I just do it. And I know yeah. I'm getting sick. And I was like, okay, time to like, just blast my system with vitamin C. <laughs> Not sure if it's yeah. doing much, but that's good to know. I know. I like love the, the adaptive mechanisms that our body has to, to, for us. It's it amazing. knows what it needs. All right. So now let's get into the juicy stuff with psychedelics. So I'm going to leave it up to you to decide on how do you want to talk about uh, how psychedelics have now come into this work that you're doing? Do you want to talk about your own story of healing and how then you've now uh, realized the efficacy of potentially working with psychedelics and these peptides or NADs or anything of that sort? Sure. Yeah. So I actually was kind of, was very, let's say straight edge from, for most of my life. Like mm -hmm. didn't really party in college. Didn't really never drank a ton of alcohol. Didn't try any substances. Couldn't even smoke weed without like freaking out. <laughs> um, and I would say maybe six or seven years ago, of course it was when I moved to California. Yeah. Obviously. Um, <laughs> That's what we do here. Yeah. We'll get you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, had a, had an introduction to medicine you know, had my own internal healing process and I could feel things starting to heal in different ways. And could, we could go into all sorts of stories about that. It, it eventually came to a point. So I was working in this precision medicine field at this clinic in LA. I had had some experience with psychedelics of different sorts, ayahuasca, mushrooms. I don't know if I had experienced, I hadn't experienced ketamine at that point. I think that was really it. And not, not, not a ton and, and I've been taking what I thought was amazing care of myself for my entire life. Well, most of my life. And, and at one point I ended up getting this rash down both legs. 
it looked like chicken pox. It felt like chicken pox, but it was just my legs, like literally from the groin down all the way around my thighs, my calves, and then just stopped at my ankles. And so as a naturopathic doctor, I'm like, we got I got to figure this out. What's yeah. going on? So I went on a, uh, like a health journey. So I'm pulling out foods. I'm testing for all sorts of allergies. I'm checking my micronutrients. I'm doing a liver detox. I'm checking heavy metals. I'm, uh, and then I'm like going to psychotherapy, mm-hmm. you know, doing an ayahuasca journey and, and really trying to figure out how to heal my skin. And it literally got worse and worse and worse over six, seven months of me trying all the things, like all the things, like a water fast, like all the things that should have at least gotten me some improvement, um, like almost nothing. Wow. Yeah. How discour- how, how scary. It's just what a discouraging when like that much time is going by, you're like, what's happening here? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I've seen tons of patients who've come in and have been on their health journeys for years of like, I have no idea what's going Mm. on with me. Um, And sometimes we can get them a solid answer and sometimes we can't, but even if we can't, usually we can still get them improvement. But so I got to really um, have, you know, even more compassion for my patients and, and just humans in general of like surrendering to the process and, and being in that, like trying to solve it, but also, okay, this is just what's happening right now and being okay with that. Um, so yeah, so I had, uh, a colleague had shared that they were doing a, a combination of medicines using NAD, uh, exosomes, which are a medicine that come from stem cells and, uh, ketamine and seeing really good results kind of all around for brain performance, re- regenerative on the physical side. And I just had like a hit, I'm like, this is the thing I need to do. Um, and I had just recently been introduced to exosomes and so I set up an experiment on myself. Like I'm a, I'm totally a biohacker. I'm a self-experimenter. I'm like, I'll, I got to do it to myself before I do it to anybody else. Yeah. So, which, you know, it's how I ended up doing coffee enemas and yeah. cold plunges and all the things, which uh-huh. I love all. Um, I haven't combined coffee enemas and psychedelics. Yet. Yeah, I'm not, Tell me how that is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called combo. Yeah, case. right. Exactly. <laughs> For some ayahuasca, you know, it's just. <laughs> yeah, true. true, true. Uh, so I set up a ceremony for myself and, uh, went in, I had, I had my team, I had another naturopathic doctor, I had a nurse and I had a hypnotherapist. I put on ceremonial attire. Like I would wear to a medicine ceremony, laid out white furs in my living room, hung an IV bag from my 1940s chandelier in Hollywood under the Hollywood sign, um, lit the candles, set up an altar, the medicines on the altar and essentially just prayed. So first I just cleared them and asked for any residues to be removed of any negativity or anything that wasn't serving my highest. Then I infused them with my intention. My first one was heal my skin. My second one was help me, you know, if this does help, help me understand how this works. Help me understand how I can help people with this, if that's what I meant to do. Um, and then I had like a, like two pages of a whole bunch of other little things that I was like, not the most important, but we're going to throw <laughs> But just in case you want to uh, help with these too. <laughs> yeah. <Open>. yeah. <laughs> and so I uh, did the shot of NAD on myself and then we did an exosome IV on myself. And then um, the nurse who was managing the ketamine for me um, did the injection and we had a soundscape prepared and blindfold and all the things. This was my first time with ketamine. And so I go into the journey and um, because I had journeyed before, it was there was like some familiar parts and some new parts. So I was able to navigate. It was very comfortable, a bit euphoric. Um, you know, I, I'm feeling my star people out in the galaxies. Yeah. And so I'm like, so, so how do I heal my skin guys? Like, how do I, what do I do? 
And the answer that comes is 20 more minutes. And I'm like, 20 more minutes. I'm like, is that how much journey is left? Is that earth time? Is this galactic time? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, 20 um, minutes. It's so specific. You're just yeah, like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've been on journeys before and it's pretty vague and I'm, I'm trying to piece out the sim- symbolism and <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. So 20, 20 minutes. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to surrender and just trust that like it's done. I don't know what it means, but here we go. Um, and so I came out of the journey and it also gave me some information about like the different medicines, which I'll share. So I come out of the journey and I felt like a floating Zen monk for the next three days. And by the end of that third day, my legs were about 80% better. Oh my God. 80%. 80%. I mean, it's kind of arbitrary. Like maybe it was 83, maybe it was 79, but like about 80%. I mean, like almost there, basically. Almost there. Yeah. Like significant pictures. Like before and wow. after. Wow. Wow. Um, and this yeah. is something you were, tell me again, was it six months, eight months that you? I, I had been working on it for at least six months. Like the, I had had like a little itching start before, but then like the actual breakout of the rash was full six months. Oh my God. And then three days later, I mean, you're like, so, okay, 20 minutes in galactic time is three days, earth time. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. (laughs) With my deductions here. uh, Okay, so three days. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So what did you make of that? What did you, what, where did this take you then? So first I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, so this is, to me, this is a sign that this is something I need to explore deeper. Mm -hmm. So I need to understand more and need to be able to know how and when to use this appropriately with people. Cause these are very powerful tools and need to be respected. You know, it's not like I'm going to like throw exosomes at every patient or even NAD at every patient, although I'm getting a little closer to that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's just working guys. (laughs) Yeah. And so I took, you know, so I went much deeper into the research on, on all the things. And I feel very blessed. I have access to um, one of the top stem cell researchers, probably in the world, definitely in the country, Dr. Rafael Gonzalez. Um, he works on the team here at Gentera and, and has been essentially like third party testing all of the different stem cell products and exosome products that have been on the market since these things first came on the market and has his own published research. And he was in one of the first studies about one of his first studies, which I don't know when it was exactly, but they did the spinal cord regeneration um, with stem cells in mice. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of the first things that like, oh, stem cells can help rebuild spinal cords. Wow. Holy cow. That's, um, that's big you news. Know. <laughs> yeah. Very, very There's big news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long way to go from mice to humans. Yeah. But the more like incredible things that we see, the more hope that we have, and the more we can start to figure out the, the exact parameters around how these things work well with certain types of people. Cause like it comes back to this precision and this bio-individuality. Like I can give 10 patients the exact same protocol and 30, maybe 30% of them, maybe 40% of them will feel absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. 30-ish percent will feel maybe nothing. And 30% will, you know, less than that, maybe 10% will have like a negative reaction because mm-hmm. there's always somebody who's going to like react negatively to the one thing that works on everybody else. Right. And so I kind of see that the same way with peptides with exosomes with stem cells, even though we can't do a whole lot with stem cells in the U S right now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it can be very magical, but also if you don't have the right terrain, if you don't have the right foundation, we, you won't necessarily see a benefit. And there, the, some of these treatments are a high investment in order to, to do them. And so let's 
get your body as optimized as possible going into it, whether it's a psychedelic journey or whether it's a stem cell treatment, mm-hmm. wherever, wherever in the world you are, yeah, so that you do get the best results coming out of that. So your body can utilize the medicine to its maximum potential. Mm-hmm. Do you think that something like this can reprogram like your cellular structure and what I'm, and the way I'm thinking of it is like, say like trauma, right? I've understood that trauma is actually quite literally stored in the body. There's a memory of that trauma in the cells. Do you feel that there's the potential that a psychedelic experience, right? Which, which oftentimes brings us to the root of the healing, which grants us the awareness of the loops that we might be playing that's stored in the body, right? It can kind of bring it up, be a little confronting. And on at the same time, I have something like an NAD or a stem cell that is restarting the cellular process, right? And you're imprinting a new experience. Do you feel like this, these two things can actually be a reality for us? Absolutely. So the, the information that I got in my 20 minute, 20 more minutes journey was that at least the formula for me in that journey was we need energy. So that's the NAD. We need the healing blueprint. So the original healing health vitality blueprint of the cell, which was the exosome information. Mm -hmm. And then we need the inspiration to find and treat that root cause, which is the psychedelic. So yes, exactly that. The, the, the psychedelic experience, which doesn't have to be a substance. It could be breath work. It could be, you know, whatever someone wants to get into that space they, that we have to treat the cause first or, or the body is a, a faithful puppy dog to the mind, to mm-hmm. the psyche. Yeah. So as long as that initial, um, thought pattern, trauma, emotional charge is still the original imprint is still there. That same, that signal is still telling the cells what yeah. to do. So using yeah. that psychedelic, we can go in and handle that root cause However, that needs to happen. Maybe it's crying, maybe it's breathing, maybe it's pain, you know, whatever that experience looks like, because it can be all sorts of things as you and I probably know. And then yes, using those reset tools in that moment or pre and post so that they're in the body to be utilized, I think makes a dramatic difference. And I think we have, I don't think anybody's been able to prove it yet, but I think creates real time physical healing. Wow. So in my mind, it did for you. It did for me. It totally did for me. What I visualize happening for myself and for my patients when we're doing these radical healing rituals is, you know, we're, we're shifting the, the energetic and the thought pattern and the emotional pattern that's happening in the brain, whether it's a specific trauma release or identifying a pattern or a memory or whatever it is. And then using, so we know NAD helps build new neurons. We know there's certain peptides that help build new neurons. We know things like ayahuasca and maybe psilocybin, you know, build new neurons. So let's build those new neural pathways with this fresh energy. So what are we clearing out of that route? And then what are we putting in? So then also making sure that, well, and so, so there's some people that are like, well, you have to replace the bad thing with the good thing. Yes. And I also think our natural state is health and vitality. So I think in some cases, yes, like let's re-imprint specifically what we want And if you forget to do that part, I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, I think that you just brought up a beautiful point, which is I absolutely believe our our true nature and our true reality is pure love, bliss, joy, abundance, peace. You know, that is our natural state. So I even remember this in my just in my meditation and and sometimes used to be so like um, very directed, like I have to be envisioning something or or trying to channel in some way or like trying to do, right? I was in still in that very, that masculine, um, 
energy of, okay, I, to meditate, I have to constantly direct where I, I need to go. And very recently, I've actually noticed how much more powerful the experience has been for me to actually just be in complete receptive mode and to just, as long as the mind has now quieted and I'm able to just be in and not need to know, that's the big one because we so always need to know what's happening. And like, this is where mystery and the trust of the universe comes in because I'm having much more profound experiences, but like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just connecting to a, what feels like just a greater intelligence. And I'm, I'm, I'm healing in some way. I, it's bringing me peace, but I don't know why. And I just know as long as I'm connecting to that level that like, I'm trusting that I'm going to be led along my most joyful path, that I'm, I'm trusting that I'm going to be led along my most um, happy and loving path because that is my natural state. So just to put a fine point on what you were saying, I, yes, I think we can imprint, but also you're right. When you could just connect to that, the cloud, <laughs> like the universe cloud, it's also just as equally healing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It, so it sounds like um, your shift was more of like the allowing mm -hmm. and, and the just like clicking in yeah, and, and then letting the creative force of source of life of God move through you. Yes. And, I, and, and really, and trusting me like that, the energy of what that is, is so beyond what I can even imagine. My mm. imagination is not nearly as good as true creation. So mm. to trust in that and just to be like, I, you know, and, and there's a, there's an, there's also a, an alignment going in knowing that like, I feel safe in that space. Right. And I think maybe that's the place that you need to get first is, yeah, to me, reality right? In quotes is not what I see, but it's much realer when I am in a deep meditative state in this kind of unfathomable stillness almost where I'm like, okay, this, this is reality and it feels good and it feels peaceful and all of these things. And like, this is what I'm aligning to right now. I'm aligning to this because I don't know exactly what I need or want to be quote happy and peaceful in this life. I I haven't by just cat trying to decide like I need this in order to feel this. Well, really? Like I, I'm still I'm like, not really. So I'm like now it's my journey has been now the the surrender to yeah, that I don't I don't got it like that. I'm in co-creation, something bigger. So I love that. Co-creation and surrender, like two of my favorite words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what life is all about. And honestly, it's such a nice feeling to be like, oh, you mean I'm not doing it alone? Thank God. Good Lord, if I was, I real lost then. Like, it's nice to actually just feel like, all right, Kat, you know what? For 35 years, you've seemed to get to where you need to be. And why do you think it's going to stop now? Why do you mm -hmm. think it's going to stop? You know, like you trust that every you're going to all the right meetings and people and whatever, like you're going to, it's all going to keep moving. So anyway, that's, I totally went off on my own little tangent there. Let's bring it back to you. And um, talking a little bit about now sexual wellness, Fertility. These are some of the things I know that you specialize in. How do you feel that psychedelics could be paired with some of these areas that you treat? You know, whether that is libido, healing around a sexual trauma, potential, you know, an energy around sex that needs to be kind of addressed, womb ceremonies of some kinds, if you're trying to get pregnant. What do you think on that front with psychedelics and fertility, sexuality, all that good stuff? Yeah, I think um, if there's a specific challenge, again, psychedelics are great for finding out what that root cause could be. Mm -hmm. And also for the like somatic experiencing of 
whether it's an energy you're calling in. So like a Kundalini energy, which is, is more of that sexual energy. So there's, you know, there's that identifying the root cause if there is a problem. And there's also aligning with the energy that which you desire, which very effective for both. And then also just like surrendering to like universe help me because I don't even know which, you know, what's going on and, yeah. and allowing some guidance there. But definitely for trauma processing, especially in the right set and setting, I find it very effective. And also for just shifting the nervous system down from that, like do produce, go yeah, perform, uh, perform. Yeah. Yeah. Embodiment, receive, relax, enjoy sensuality, presence, awareness, which is so important for both fertility and sexual enjoyment. So really effective on both fronts. Um, and then as far as the fertility specifically, I've had couples where we've used psychedelics or they've used psychedelics for all sorts of different purposes. So sometimes they want to connect with their baby soul. So we'll do a ceremony and they'll write vows to their baby soul. And they'll ask the baby soul to like talk to them or connect with them in ceremony. And they will feel that baby soul. Wow. Yeah. I've had couples where one of the mamas wanted to really heal things in her female lineage before bringing in a baby girl. And they didn't know if they were going to have a boy or a girl and they weren't pregnant yet. We did some very deep like ancestral clearing and past life clearing in medicine because there were some very specific things, some sexual trauma things in in the lineage that she wanted to make sure she wasn't passing down the epigenetics for. Because what we know now through epigenetics and science and, and medicine is that we pass down experiences from our ancestors, both experiences and toxin exposures and nutrient deficiencies. And like everything that has happened to our ancestors changes how our genes are turned on and off and then gets passed down to us. So the couples that I work with are very conscious and are choosing to do this deep work on themselves and in their lineage so that these children that they do bring forward into the world don't have any baggage. Yeah. I mean, we can't say any because who knows, sure. karmic, yeah. you know, whatever yeah, yeah, this yeah. little soul is coming in with, but they're doing the best they can to clear themselves biochemically, physiologically, hormonally prepping, but then also that spirit, emotion, psyche, mind, you know, all of those levels as well, so that this little being can come in to do what they're here to do. Yeah. Wow. I love that so much. And and I particularly love it too, because it's just very relatable also to how I feel about like my own body in that way. And I have two examples to kind of just put a fine point on that same idea that you were just saying is the first one I remember this is about a year ago, I did, uh, it actually wasn't even, now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't even psychedelic in this case. Um, the second one it was, but it was around, I did a whole ceremony around just relationships that I had. And, you know, I'm single right now and really actively clearing the uh, energy and really um, doing a lot of forgiveness work and for, of myself, them, all of the things so that I could be a clear, um, a clear uh, clear in in who I'm calling into my life, but more so even on like, for instance, hopefully my future children. For me, you know, I'd never grown up with money and my parents didn't grow up with money. And so, so lack and scarcity, those concepts, which honestly plague probably 95% of the world, right? Live in lack uh, that, you know, money doesn't come easily, right? Like the, all of that narrative is a program. And, you know, I always say, I was just talking to my parents about this and I'm like, look, it's, it's not even a money was tough when I was coming in and it was for you when you were coming in and like, that's fine. Like, that's just the way it is. But now we have awareness around it. Now we have the opportunity to start reprogramming that and being like, no, no, I trust I live in an abundant world and to actually, and that's the work, right? Because that's like, that for me is like the journey of, 
trust and surrender. And it comes back to all of that stuff. And what I feel so deeply is that by me doing that work, that I am healing that in myself. So when my children are born, that they hopefully are not are coming in with the imprint of abundance. We live that that resources come easily and that we're always going to be okay. Like that kind of narrative so that they feel that on a biological cellular level. And of course, like you said, karmic, who, who knows? But at least I feel like I'm doing my part as much as I can to be like, I want to give you guys the best shot to to live out your dreams. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's the exact, like this is, I just am like so blown away and grateful to the universe that like, so many women and men are having these awarenesses that like oneness is possible. Like Mm -hmm. let's heal ourselves. Let's heal our lineage before we bring these babies in. And and even if we don't do it before we heal these babies and bring these babies in, just the the awareness that this is possible for ourselves even is so profound and so amazing. I feel. Yeah. I'm grateful to many. There's spiritual teachers that uh, I, I've listened to and understand, you know, hearing about ancestral healing and, and, and being able to, to heal that. That's new news for me. You know, that's within the past year. And yet it's, it's so real. And it's like, I could just feel, look, I could feel the shift in myself. And the thing is, if I'm feeling the shift in myself, then my, my nervous system is feeling it too, right? Like everything about, I'm feeling it physiologically that as I bring more awareness to myself, the calmer I get actually. And the more, um, I, I'm going to put control in quotes because I it's not control in that like, but more centered, I guess, within myself around my decision making and yeah, just having conscious awareness, not feeling so at the whim of the world, you know, that I'm I'm a, that inside myself, I'm steady no matter what the world mm. is doing um, or I'm mm. trying. <laughs> Come on. But <laughs> I got days. But, you know, <laughs> what do you think is the future of health and wellness? You know, like, is it is it precision medicine? Is it responsibility? How do we get? Yeah. There? First and foremost, I think it's personal responsibility. I think it has to come from the inside. From there, I think it's a deep listening. So we have the personal responsibility, then an awareness and listening to what our individual body needs. So whether that's what foods we're choosing on a day-to-day basis, you know, our sleep routine, our, I feel called to this supplement or not. And, and that, that intuition and that tuning takes time. Um, and sometimes it's a biohacking of like, okay, let's try it and see. And a lot of times that's what it is. But I also feel like more and more our intuition is getting more on point with guiding us very efficiently if we can quiet enough to listen. And because there, there's that like gut reaction, there's intuition, there's like different knowings. Mm-hmm. And so being able to come from the knowing that's guiding that health and wellness, I think is important. And, and most of society probably isn't close to that just yet, but there are there is a group of us that it, that is there and is working in that realm. Yeah. Um, and even using that to guide you to the practitioner that's right for you. So whether that's like muscle testing or a health coach or an naturopathic doctor, trusting your knowing of who's the person that can help you with this step. And it might they may not be your person forever, or they might be. Yeah. So so really listening to oneself, and I do think we will get more you know, with like the wearables that we have available to us, the data that we have available to us, the the testing that we can do, it's definitely moving in that direction and definitely utilizing these sacred medicines. Like, yeah. I mean, there's so many studies are happening right now. And I, I, I'm like, do I say this? Do I not say this? Do I believe this? <laughs> What's coming out right now? Um, I would guesstimate, I I don't know if I could say a hundred percent for sure, but I would guesstimate that like 90 plus percent of what we experience on the physical is coming from something somewhere in the mind, the emotions, the spirit, something, something deeper than a physical cause and effect. 
And so I see utilizing these medicines or other techniques that get us to that psychedelic state or that, that connection with self and divine are truly the way forward because they can address that, 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 which is the cause, the true cause. Yeah. Does that make sense? A hundred percent to me. I, it's, uh, because I mean, I truly like, uh, I've heard many times and I truly believe this, that any illness in the body, any, any pain is a manifestation of the mind in some way. Right. And coming to the root cause of is, is the key to that. Uh, there was a point that you just said that I want to also make a point on and now I've completely lost it. Actually, a story just came to me that, that I think- Tell me, please. <laughs> I just oh, joked on a podcast. This happens to me all the time. Like, what was I saying? Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll send you some of that NAD nasal spray. Oh my God, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in school and I was training and I was seeing all sorts of different, you know, I was shadowing and interning and all the things. One of the practitioners that I studied with who created a, a system of medicine called essentially holistic counseling. We saw a patient, she was like mid twenties and had this like chronic ankle injury. And he's, he's asking her questions. So, you know, when did it start? What happened? So, so she maybe a, two years prior had run off a, um, what's it called? Like a dock at a, on, at a lake in Michigan and had jumped off and then like ended up, it was shallower than she expected mm-hmm. and landed on the ankle wrong. And just has never been able to heal this ankle. And long story short, after a lot of just inquisitive conversation and and her slowly opening up, what she realized was that she was actually trying to prove herself to the the boys that were there with her. And she was trying to be like one of the boys and ended up hurting herself in the process. And I wish I could remember like the exact like light bulb moment for her. But, but this was a big part of that light bulb of like, oh, she still hasn't learned that lesson. So the ankle is still trying to like, go back and look at this, go back and look at this, go back and look at this. Uh, um, wow. And so, yeah, I know I have like chills right now. And I haven't thought about this woman in like, I've been in practice eight years at this point, And like this story is coming yeah. in at this moment for this reason. Um, but I do believe within a couple of weeks after that session of the conversation, and we did give her a homeopathic remedy as well. Um, but within a few weeks, she was so much better. Like, so it just takes that, that one shift yeah. to, to like the body knows how to heal itself. We just have to remove the obstacle. <laughs> yeah. I've heard, I've heard incredible things also with like uh, hip- hypnosis, right. And past life regressions and things where if people are experiencing like say they've got like a chronic shoulder injury or something and and they are going back in, uh, you know, I've heard this just because I, I did past life regression. So I was reading just a lot about what other people were experiencing and and people just like seeing like, oh yeah, in this other life, I got like a, like a tomahawk in the, in the back and basically just by seeing it or bringing some kind of awareness to it, it healed suddenly. And like, look, like whatever your, your thought process around that story is, the point is that by bringing, releasing some kind of an energy around the healing by bringing some kind of an aha moment or a light bulb or whatever it is that healing is taking place. I mean, I know this was something that Joe Dispenza, right? Talks about a a lot too, right? Is it's, it's all kind of stemming from the mind. And that's why I, that's why the, the, me, the, the, the frontier, the new frontier right now is inside, like it's in the mind, like there, we don't know. It's so vast and incredible and amazing and empowering. You know, it's very empowering to think like, okay, yeah, if we, you have to believe that you can heal in order to heal, Absolutely. You know, especially Absolutely. those things that, that are 
stubborn. Absolutely. Possibility and hope. Possibility and hope. I literally just had a client find me. She's like, I have this chronic neck pain. I know it's in my lineage. Like, and I feel like you're the person to help us heal the lineage and, and get me out of pain. And so we're doing a combination of things. We're starting some peptides. I'm going to go sit with her in an ayahuasca ceremony. And we even just in the office, when we did our, our kind of like our first in-person visit, I could already feel into some past life stuff. And mm. so spoken to that, we moved a little energy and she was already, we got her out of like, a, I think she was at a seven out of 10 when she walked in to a four out of 10 when she walked out the door. Wow. So there's... There's just something to this mind, body, spirit, right? Like there, it's it's about treating the whole person. And I think this is why I was so um, taken by your talk because I really, as as a doctor, but also someone who's who's spiritual, who's had her own experiences, who's who's seeing when you align, right, fully, and you don't just treat the body, you don't just treat maybe the mind, you don't just treat the spirit. Like you, you, there's there's ways that we can bring these all into alignment because this is. This to me is where we can truly not only heal, but I think speed up the healing. Like you're saying, I think when you add in things like the NADs and the peptides, you supercharge the healing that could probably already take place even from just from the mind space it might take be a slower process for the body to catch up. But I think we're seeing this more and more. And that's it's it, it's nice to hear doctors like yourself talking about it from this vantage point, because, of course, there's there is the uh, Western school of thought that's definitely still treating it like how we would prescribe a SSRI to somebody, right? Where it's just, we're going to treat the one piece instead of without looking at the holistic picture about what could also be adding to this. What is the root? Like you're saying again. Yeah. And like, I guess I'll get on a little bit of a soapbox for a minute. Like I've seen a ton of patients who've come in on different mood stabilizing meds for something that was not actually a mood issue. Like they went through a traumatic event and they needed to grieve and they didn't want to go through that process. So they asked, so their doctor's like, here, take this. It'll just make you happy. And then a lot of these things are very addictive and mess with our brain chemistry long-term and then potentially mess with the brain chemistry of those little ones we bring in. Yeah. And so there's a whole lot to have to, you know, to help people get people off of these. And in some cases, if, if nothing else is working and you're at this point where like, this is what I need to get through the day. Great. That's what they're there for. But I feel like we throw some of these medications around so willy nilly and it, and it almost takes away the healing opportunity for somebody to actually really have to go inside and, and sit and listen and go through that healing journey of what they need to go through. Like I said, if, if there's nothing wrong with being on these medications, there's a time and a place. And if they're needed, they're needed. But there are also so many other ways and so many other options yeah. that are possible that a lot of people just don't know that that's, that yeah. that's a possibility. I love that too, because it's, it's the the willingness and the courage also to sit with uncomfortable feelings and sad feelings and, and, and certainly grief as being one of the hardest ones. And that is a natural process that you have to, that we all have to at certain points. And, and I, I was listening to um, a talk recently and she was just talking about when grief finds you, like everyone's going to have their, their time basically and how, uh, how important it is to feel it, how important it is to feel it. And it will not, and it could naturally move through you. But if there's a, if there's never a willingness to feel it, it gets stuck. And then you get dependent, right? Like you're saying on other things to make you just feel better. And I would say if you haven't processed grief and you're just taking a mood stabilizer, I would want to know from those people like, but is life great? Is it great? Or is it just like bearable right now because of the grief that has not been processed yet? And so I love that. And just a yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the human experience is like, oh, we got to feel it all sometimes. And that's the, 
That's the harder part about being human. The, the When it's good, it's good. But when it's not, like, goddamn, it is not fun. But that's also another reason I love psychedelics. It's like, because once you're on that journey, like, you have to feel the thing. <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes, like, I will find it very useful because I'll start, like, my system's default mode is like, if I'm in work mode, my system won't be like, okay, we need to like cry about this thing for whatever reason. Maybe it's a childhood thing that got triggered that we're healing or, or maybe somebody just hurt, you know, whatever. And also I'm an emotional and human design. So like my emotions just do what they're going to do anyway. (laughs) And so what I've noticed is I start to get tired. Like I lose energy because my body is kind of like managed, it's kind of like using energy to hold on to this emotional thing until I slow down enough. And then it's like, okay, now we can, now it's safe to bring this up and out. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I'll know if I'm feeling like tired and brain foggy, especially going into a journey, usually there will be some sort of emotional release for me. And then it's like, and sometimes it's journey, sometimes it's journeying, sometimes it's not journeying, but with the medicine, it's like, you can't not see it. Yeah. Um, so if I'm not making time for myself, it's like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Got it>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's the opposite. And I think that's the biggest thing is like psychedelics are hard work. It's not, it's not only is it not the magic pill. I was like, have you done a psychedelic? There's not a, it's, it is like confronting and look, it could absolutely be magical. And I love, I I love them for, for fun, for healing, for a variety of things. They can be many things for me. And they can also just be like a lot. And it's, and, and like I said, like very like confronting. And I'm like, that is the work. that's it's not just like suddenly making you feel okay like that's not what they that's not what they do like they're just illuminating for you and if you feel good in the illumination well wonderful beautiful it's just showing you all the beauty inside yourself but it's it's uh it's certainly not like just wave the magic wand i was like yeah y'all have obviously never done a psychedelic or a big one big journey (laughs) (laughs) to think that that's just like yeah that's easy i mean just taking something i'm like okay Can I share a fun story that I wanted to share at the talk that you came to, but I totally forgot? Yeah, please. Um, So this is another example of like how stacking some of these different things together with a similar intention Mm -hmm. can really create massive results. And I have permission to share that this story is about my best friend. Okay, great. Um, (laughs) So we, she had come over, we were planning to go to a party together that night. And I had gotten a new uh, supplement from Moon Juice. I had gotten their sex dust, mm-hmm. which is an herbal blend that's supposed to just help with sensuality and aphrodisiac, libido, whatever. And, and it had cacao in it. And I'm like, let's just try this. Like, it'll be fun. Like, I, it'll, it'll be a good time. So I make us some sex dust lattes, like dusted with like all the magic and, you know, beautiful. Like no psychedelics in these, in these lattes. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful herbs, cacao. So we're sipping, we're enjoying, we... Um, we go to this party. She decides to do just so like a little bit of MDMA, like a quarter of a, of a dose of MDMA. And maybe 30 minutes later, she is in Kundalini awakening, full body ecstatic orgasm, being made love to by the universe for six hours straight. Oh my God. <laughs> At this party? At this party. So we ended up, so when, when this started coming on, she like wasn't feeling really good. So I'm like, let's go in the bedroom and just kind of like ground and figure out, yeah. you know, what's going on. And so we're in the bedroom with the door closed and the party's going on out there. And she is just like writhing and undulating and like, like she, so she like got in the bed in the bedroom and she's just like with herself and God and the universe for wow. moans and like for six hours. And so I'm just like sitting there kind of like keeping watch and making sure she's safe and nobody's like coming into, you know, yeah. you know, 
And, and since then she has like opened up all of these magical sexual healing powers. Really? Yes. Like what? Yeah. Um, so she can, she can move energy with her part, like on her partner and like create experiences for him without actually touching him. Oh my God. Um, Sex magic. It's so magic and has done healing, has done like energetic healings in the sexual realm for some of the women in our community without touch and some with touch based on, you know, what's appropriate and what, what they're comfortable with, but has facilitated some very deep healings, not just in the sexual realm, but in the heart space and the emotional realm from these gifts that really opened up around this same time. Wow. Okay. So moon juice, sex dust, and a quarter of MDMA. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Noted. Okay. Uh, I'll report back and just uh, like, no, just kidding. Oh, of course I wouldn't do that, but like Catherine. <laughs> um, that's an amazing story. And I, again, like I, I love that in, in many ways, I'm, I'm really feeling like so many people are experiencing this is that like superpowers are like almost like coming online from these experiences, whether it's ketamine, whether it's MDMA, whether it's psilocybin, ayahuasca. Uh, and I, and these are things that I think we can all do. I think like telepathy is a thing of the future and it's already, if you're already like tapped tapped into that but like i think uh so much so so much of like once it's energy is already becoming normalized talking about these things are already becoming normalized just imagine in five years just imagine in 10 you know and and especially at the rate of change that's going on it's it's exciting about where it could go you know and and um it's what gives me a lot of hope about the future instead of looking at it as a dark place having conversations like this and certainly psychedelics role in this and just energy and healing and that self-responsibility and accountability. These conversations are happening a lot. They're going to continue. And this is how on a micro level, you change yourself on a macro level, you change the world. And so this is just such exciting times right now. And obviously six hour orgasms should excite anyone. <laughs> anyone should be excited about that. <laughs> uh, my final questions Totally. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be as interesting for people after after that amazing story, but what can people do at home right now with, you know, this with the with if they don't have the opportunity to do something like precision medicine, what are some personalized things that people can be doing, you know, themselves? Is it is it meditating and and tapping into their own intuition? Is it sleep? Is it drinking enough water? Like what's the things that we should just be thinking of on a personal level and also just on our on a health level? I'd say number one is awareness. Yeah. Just notice, just start to notice, notice the thoughts, notice the sensations, notice the way things affect you when you make a choice. So whether that's a choice to have this phone call or a choice to eat this food, just notice. And then it's up to you whether you listen to that noticing or not. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a, what a beautiful piece of advice. No, but really that, that is it. Cause we all know where it's like, I shouldn't have that, but like, mm, I'm going to have it anyway. I was like, mm, but you should listen to the thing that said, like, I shouldn't have that, <laughs> like, you know? You know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Well, then it's like, okay, can I be gentle with myself in this moment and not make myself wrong for making that choice? Right. And what, what is, is there something in me that needs to be loved, seen, addressed, mm -hmm. that's still choosing that? Like, yeah. you yeah. know, so being super gentle with ourselves, but also like taking that information and, and choosing. Awareness, so, yeah. like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to even be like a change of choice, but bringing consciousness to life. Instead of walking around unconsciously is, I think, the ticket here. Totally, totally. Because you, whether we are consciously aware of it or not, like you have all the answers for you. Mm -hmm. 
like I do my best to tap into those answers as your doctor, practitioner, healer, whatever relationship we decide on. Um, and I use all the science I know and what has worked with other people of, that are like you in these ways. And we make decisions together. But I truly believe that ultimately, you know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And um, the more you can tap into that, the more you can live in alignment with that, the healthier you can be, easier. And that's like the freest, cheapest thing you could ever possibly do. Yeah. 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 Great advice. And uh, just on a very like casual medical thing, like, is it water? Is it sleep? What can we doing on the physical? Like, what what is the one thing above all else? Is there one? You know, like everyone's like, I mean, you're going to ask me to exercise, eat well, drink enough water and sleep. That's a lot to ask. So it's like, all right, fine. Here's one that I'm asking for you to prioritize. Oof. I mean, I know my favorite personally is sleep. <laughs> That's the one that like, I'm like, if I don't get this good sleep that I'm most affected by, um, whereas like I could probably go all day without drinking water or moving my body. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't, wouldn't want to, but let me, let me feel into what like answer actually wants to come. Okay. Through yeah, from, please. From all the things. Um, so the answer that's coming, this is not the answer you're going to want. I think, um, <laughs> I want, I want whatever's coming through. Like don't, don't care. Uh, don't, don't let cats, uh, opinion about what I think I want. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> the, 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 the answer that's coming through is love. And when we're in the space of like love and maybe service is part of that too. But when we're in that space of like connection and presence in, and the, those good hormones are moving through, it's almost like you can get through anything. Mm. Um, Oh, Oh, okay. This is what I need to share right now with the love. So yes, the love. So I was watching um, a webinar recently by Dr. Zach Bush on how, and on epigenetics and how different toxin exposures get passed down, different disease things, you know, get passed down, traumas get passed down and how specifically how that happens with methylation and acetylation on the DNA. But what they found is that, um, an oxytocin dump like that of when the baby comes out, baby goes on mom's chest and you have that immediate skin to skin and eye contact and that initial bonding. That's probably the biggest oxytocin dump we ever get in our lifetime Mm. that actually resets the epigenetics. Really? So love, so oxytocin, which is like the love and bonding hormone, literally resets our DNA. What? How, yeah. I, they, they're able, okay, so I'm sorry. Um, say this to me again. So by just the baby, for both of us, for both baby and person? I don't, or, know, sorry, if adult. I don't know if they're looking at G, a gene expression in the same way in mom necessarily, but they were able to show that, well, and actually they're looking at it in animals because that's how they okay. can- measure all of these things in real time. Cause in humans with lifespans and things, it's a yeah. little more challenging, right. but so it was in, it was in mice, but they were able to show that like the damaged damaged, let's say, or like the unfavorable gene expression that was being passed down in some ways, maybe not hundred percent, but was able to be reset back to that, the healthier gene expression through that oxytocin dump and that bonding of mom and baby. Oh my God. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. Literally, love heals. Wow. Love, heals Lo- love dev- uh, By the way, that's a much better answer than sleep more. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? That the answer I want. I definitely want the answer called love. <laughs> that is <Love>. most definitely <laughs> it. And you know, it, it makes me think of, uh, I believe it's Michael Singer who wrote the book, The Untethered Soul. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to another kind of, it was more of a lecture that he did. And actually, no, I think it was actually in The Untethered Soul. And he talks about how when you're, if you're going through a breakup, right. And all of a sudden, you know, she is a guy and she, she breaks up with you and you're just, you have no energy. You're just so lethargic. You can't move. It doesn't matter. You're, you're sleeping for like 16 hours a day, like all this stuff. And then suddenly she texts you 
and everything suddenly you've got all the energy in the world like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you sleep it doesn't matter like how much you eat that day because the 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 energy that the frequency of like love that just energy in general right like creates like that is the biggest thing of all so it makes so much sense if you're lethargic and this and that how much it's like are we not connected to that ultimate love source the place the 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 cloud, the cloud yeah. that's like your, like we saw, talked about in the beginning that um, our natural state of beingness, we'd always have energy if we were always plugged into that. <laughs> we weighed ourselves down with all the uh, weight of the world and the stuff and the ener- the, the weight that we put on ourselves. Yeah, definitely. What a fun conversation this was. Thank you so much for being here. How can people work with you? Are there any programs that you're working on right now that people can work on with you, get in touch with you on? Yeah. So the practice is called Gentera Med. We're in Beverly Hills in Los Angeles. So you can go to genteramed.com. We don't talk about psychedelics on the website. It's not something that I'm administering, although I do work with ketamine with certain patients. So there are other facilitators that I co that we share patients with to share humans with mm-hmm. to, you know, support these healing journeys. But the first step would be to just do an initial consult and have a conversation about what your goals are and and together how we think we can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am working on another project, company, life-changing thing, I don't know, um, that I don't have permission to talk about, unfortunately. I thought I was going to be ready to talk about it today, but there's one more contract that we're waiting to get signed, but it will revolutionize the entire fertility industry, natural and otherwise. Wow. So, yeah. That is very... Congratulations. Thank you. I don't even I don't even know what it was, but if it's if you're that's it that's it's a big statement and I fully when I heard it I was like that's just uh truth what I just heard. So <laughs> yeah, I just felt that real quick. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what that's all about. Yeah, I'll just I can what I can say is we are going to support women in having being empowered and being able to make healthier choices around how and when they have babies. Oh, beautiful. What a what a need. What a need. Wow. Dr. Z Thank you so much for being here. It has been such a pleasure to get to know you more, learn all about God, this world of psychedelics and biohacking and all the things that we could do, all these tools that are available to us. And of course, number one, love, of course. Love. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> ah, there we are. We know about that. Anyway, thank you again so much for your time. Thank you, my dear. This has been such an honor and a pleasure. And just Kat, thank you for being the voice that you are in the world and the inspiration that you are for so many. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for everyone, as always, trip on this.